This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Salutations, possums. As I sit here on this rainy day in St. Louis, um, about a week away from the NFL draft, uh, I ponder and I realize that, you know, this is this is one of my favorite times of the year. You know, birds are chirping, everything's greening up. And uh, I already said it, but the goddamn NFL draft is a week away. And, oh, man, am I excited. There's going to be some fireworks in this draft. So if you guys are following along and you want to hang out with us, we will be doing a live stream on the first round of the NFL draft, including live reactions. I've done backflips. Josh has done a bunch of stuff. I think uh, between all of us, we've drank about a gallon of Fireball during the uh, the last three drafts here. So, yeah, um, come on, hang out with us. We'd love to have you answer any questions in the chat. We respond to all comments, and uh, you can watch us get progressively more tired. Jordan fell asleep one year. Um, I think he he partied a little hardy during the first 10 picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's a great time, guys. We want to see you. So, in spirit of that, tonight, or today, whenever you listen to this, we will be discussing some storylines to look out for in the draft, as well as our favorite draft props that we have uncovered so you can have some fun and play along during the draft. So guys, let's tailgate. Billy, how are you feeling today? I am feeling great, Joe. Uh, Vegas is starting to tip the hand of what everybody's feeling in the draft. But at the same time, Joe, I don't know if Vegas knows themselves what the hell is going to go on in this draft. I think we kind of thought back when the combine was happening that there was definitely going to be three quarterbacks in the first five picks, maybe even four quarterbacks in the first five picks. Who knows if there's even going to be one or two? Because I, I think other than the first pick, who in the world knows what's going to happen with the rest of these picks? So th- this yeah. is a very interesting time of year. Dude, it's wide open. I mean, I I thought I knew. We've done a couple mocks on OP. Uh, we thought we had a good idea of what was going to happen, and I have a feeling that no one knows what is about to be delivered to us on Thursday night. Um, I think it's, it's Thursday night, right? Something like that. Yep. We'll figure it out. Yep. Okay. Thursday night, 7 o'clock, <laughs> going to be – after the first pick, we have legitimately no clue. But let's just get right into it, Joe. The first pick has pretty much been told to us. In, Bryce Young is at minus 1,400 to be the first uh, first pick by the Carolina Panthers. Um, just what are your general thoughts for him on that offense? What, like, what do you think that Carolina is going to get in Bryce Young on their team? Well, we just saw the report that he scored a 98 out of 99 possible points on his uh, – personality, IQ, whatever the hell test he just took. Wonderlick, right? Wonderlick. Was it? I don't know. He's a smart dude. He's athletic as they come. He's coming from winning franchise. I mean, the guy knows how to win football games. He is absolutely electric with the ball in his stands. We do have size questions about him. But I think if you're the Carolina Panthers, you have to take 
the biggest playmaker in this draft and you have to get Bryce Young. Um, that's, that's how I feel about it. I felt about this for a while now. I understand the argument for Stroud because of the size or Richardson because of the upside, but Carolina made some pretty ballsy moves here. And I think you just have to go with the best player at this time. And that is Bryce Young. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you there completely. Uh, we were kind of just waiting to see. We, we kind of thought it was going to be Stroud for the longest time, but as time has gone on, there's been some weird like rumors about CJ Stroud and like, how his like off the field i don't know if i believe any of that but we're at just that time of the year um but it looks like bryce young is the pick frank reich has been chomping at the bit to get a new quarterback in there where he can work with and kind of mold and make into his offense last guy he had was carson wentz and carson wentz ended up being incredible so i mean we can definitely uh take something from that but then he gets to indianapolis and they kind of just patchwork quarterbacks together for the last couple of years and it was a disaster. So he got to Carolina and immediately was like, Hey, look, go get the number one pick. Let me get my guy and let's get to work. So I think that this, if you're in a super flex draft, Bryce Young is the far and away number one pick there. I don't even think there is any discussion, even if there is a, you know, Anthony Richardson ends up on blank or CJ Stroud ends up on blank. Like it, I don't think it matters. Like you need this guy because it, it appears as if, this like this is going to be uh Bryce Young from you know here on out. I mean, this is it couldn't have been a better landing spot for him. Yeah, and I mean with Bryce Young, I saw a comp today, a smaller Tony Romo. So the okay. guy the yeah, the guy just gets out there, he's going to make plays with his legs, he's going to make plays with his arms. I would be more worried about it if he didn't come from a program like Alabama that played against SEC talent all the time. He had absolute monsters on the line in front of him, so <laughs> When he goes to the NFL, he's he knows what he's getting into. It's not going to be a massive leap. Um, you know, nothing against Oklahoma, but Kyler, you know, he didn't come, he didn't play against those type of guys right off the bat. So it was definitely a little more of a learning. I think Bryce Young comes in, puts up fantasy points for your team right away. They're building a pretty good squad around him. We talked it on the pod last night. They have a bunch of mediocre receivers. Hopefully, Terrace mm-hmm. Marshall takes a step. You put Miles Sanders back there. And yeah. uh, I think you have a Adam really feeling will be good, good for him yeah. too. I think you have a really solid offense around him just to kind of walk into. And that team's built to win. So all they were missing was a quarterback. And, I mean, just before we move on, I would just – and this is just a, a speaking straight to the Carolina Panthers. Get him an offensive line. Like the biggest mistake the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals have made is that the fact that Kyler was very mobile in the pocket, they were just like, well, we can kind of patchwork the O-line – because he's mobile. He can just get out of problems. But I think what we've come to find out is like the problem with having a small frame quarterback is once they get hurt, they get hurt, hurt. Like it's not like a simple sprain or a simple this or that. Like it, it's a bad injury. So like I would definitely implore Carolina and they got one last year in Iki Aquanu as we've covered um, last year. And I can see that they're trying to do that. And I just, I think that that's definitely what they're going to have to do for him if he's going to be successful, because it's just Kyler in that situation, he needed a better O-line if he was going to be successful. And they just haven't done it in Arizona yet. And who knows if they ever will, but I'm hoping Carolina does not follow down that path. So Yeah. And with the way Carolina's built, man, they could easily just draft him and then seven offensive linemen, see what sticks, because the rest of that team's pretty built out. My only thing, as a Chicago Bears fan, I hope it takes them a year to figure everything out, and they're really good in 2025. 
or twenty. Sure, it will. And they still have a second round pick, so there still is an opportunity for them to go up and grab somebody of some talent. They did trade one to the the Bears, but they did keep one as well. So maybe they could go after an offensive lineman with that pick. Um, all right, let's move on to number two. It appears, Joe, Houston doesn't want a quarterback, which goes against, I think, everything that we could possibly think. Joe, how in the world are they going to justify to the Houston fan base that they're going to put Davis Mills back out there again? They didn't go trade for anyone. So, like, what is the plan here? It's a good question, man. Uh, personally, I think if you're the GM and you do not draft a quarterback this year, it is your last year as a GM, um, especially if that team kind of goes through what it was last year. So I think for a professional level, there is going to be a quarterback drafted here. I don't know. You know, you mentioned CJ Stroud's getting a lot of heat thrown at him right now. He is a very good quarterback and he's much better than Davis Mills. And he is a guy that I think is going to have a good career in this league. He's very foundationally. He's probably the, strongest in this in this draft i mean Probably. i think you gotta take him either that or you gotta trade down and you know hope to god that levis or something or at least you gotta get a hooker you have to get a quarterback on this team to tell your franchise that hey we're trying here I, yeah you know maybe trey lance ends up there maybe you see something else like that but they have to address the quarterback position i think it's at number two I I have to agree because I, I just don't see how they could possibly make this make sense to all their fans, the fact that they wouldn't take one. And I get it. D'Amico Ryans is a defensive-minded head coach. He gets in there, immediately sees the defense, and is like, hey, I need I need a guy. Let me go get me Will Anderson, you know, the freaking second coming of Miles Garrett, even though he's probably not as good as Miles Garrett. But still, like, Still the best pass rusher in this draft, best pass rusher the last couple drafts. I mean, he's way better than Aiden Hutchinson was last year, and he went number two overall. So yeah. I, I definitely think if they do go Will Anderson, D'Amigo Ryans has told that front office, we're building a GD defense. I don't care mm -hmm. about the offense at all. Like, maybe he's taking a note out of Kyle Shanahan's book where he can just patchwork Brock Purdy and other things together to make something work. Maybe that's what his plan and vision is, and maybe they're falling for it a little bit, but – I just don't know how you could possibly go to that that fan base and say, "Hey, we're not taking a quarterback. We're just going to roll with uh, Davis Mills. Sure, let's let's throw him out there." Like it would make more sense if they had gone for like Jimmy Garoppolo or something to do something like this. But seems a little late in the process to be making that decision. You know, if if it was yeah. me personally. Yeah, I just think you're automatically fired if you don't get a quarterback. I don't care how good the team does next year. Um, I don't know. They're, they could try to get one there at 12, right? So they could try to get one yeah. at 12. But, I mean, with the way things are going and rising and falling, I they must have a really good idea on their board if they do take Will Anderson at two. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confused at what the idea is. But, see, this is the beauty of draft night, Joe, because we are going to be mind-blown emoji if it's Will Anderson off the board at two because that's going to open up a whole lot of possibilities for there on after. But – all right, uh, quickly wanted to touch on Quentin Johnston not being invited to the draft. We kind of touched on it on the Offensive Points podcast yesterday, but I kind of wanted to get a little bit more like in-depth response to it because like this is very strange, Joe, for a wide receiver to start as probably the second-best wide receiver of the class. Most people, including I think me and you at one point, were saying this could this is the one num number one in this class. So for him to fall behind, you know, JSN, I don't think we're that surprised, but him for him to fall behind – 
save flowers for him to fall behind potentially uh, Jordan Addison. Like this is a very strange turn of events. So what is your read on that? Do you think it's just like overreaction or like, what do you think? Someone's going to get a steal late in the draft um, on there. I mean, I, I do think Quentin Johnson's a hell of a football player. The drops are very worrisome. Um, he did not test well at all. And I think that is really what is driving this price down. No one's excited, but I have to think that there is a scouting department somewhere that's like, hey, let's put this absolute freak of nature on the outside and get him the ball. And one of the smart franchises that annually is good is going to draft him. He's going to be good. It is weird he's not in the first round because, I mean, I understand the hype for Zay Flowers. You know, there some outlets have him ahead of JSN right now, which is kind of yeah, crazy. Which the is Chiefs wild and, to yeah. think. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are working him out, but I do think QJ yeah. has to be three on your board minimally just because of what he brings to a football team. And if we can get the drops figured out, I mean, remember Jamar Chase couldn't see the lines on the ball, and that was the mark on him. So it's true. Well, I mean, and not long ago, DK Metcalf could couldn't run a, a shuttle drill, and that dropped him all the way into the second round. I mean, that was just a few years ago. So I we're it feels like we're already seeing a mistake like that potentially being made once again. So I just just because he's falling on NFL boards and wasn't invited from the draft, you still, in my opinion, have to have him high. If you're going into your rookie draft, you have to have him higher than you think you do. I think. Right. And I mean, historically second round wide receivers have been massively undervalued and then they've ended up being some of the biggest boom, like boom players that have happened. I mean, first round draft picks, especially at wide receiver, have been a lot of fool's gold. I mean, John yeah. Ross, Henry Ruggs, Kadarius Tony, even in some respects. Like, there's been a lot of fool's gold taken in the first round. So even if he does drop in the second, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a death sentence. But just something interesting to see him not even invited because that means that, like, the NFL isn't even sure that he, like, he would get his name called. I could see him turning it down, but not being invited, that's, that's a little weird in my book. No. Yeah. Okay, uh, I got two more questions, and then we can get into our bets. The next question is, where the heck is Anthony Richardson going to go? So now the odds of Vegas have, obviously, Bryce Young, num- young number one. Uh, C.J. Stroud and Will Levis, depending on where you look and what book you're looking at, are between two and three. And then Anthony Richardson is just falling off of the face of the earth. I mean, I don't even know what the heck to say like to say for him because it doesn't appear as if – they're treating him right. So, Joe, who's who's going to get a really what I consider a steal in Anthony Richardson? Dude, it's so tough right now. I really want Tennessee to trade up and get Anthony Richardson. I don't care where they need to do it. If he starts sliding, I would love to see Anthony Richardson on that team. I would say he's going to Tennessee or Las Vegas or okay. one of those teams. I would love to see if the Colts got him. Poor him if I, he goes to Vegas. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is really weird. It's uh, it kind of starting to seem like a Geno situation where it just keeps falling and falling and falling. But uh, yeah. some some GM is going to be smart and see what he has there and and get this guy on a team. I would love to see Indy do it. I mean, you could see someone hop Indy and trade for him. So the range really is, in my opinion, two to twenty. Got him in that range. I mean, the Commanders. Yeah, I mean, Bay, I mean, all it's these. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be a Malik Willis type fall. I don't think we. Everybody, including the NFL, had Malik Willis going in the first round last year. He doesn't go end up going to the third. 
I don't think we're looking at a situation like this. However, it is kind of interesting that he's, I mean, right now, according to DraftKings, it's minus 400 for him to go over four and a half. So he's like, they're by far and away saying that he is not going until at least the fifth pick, which very, very interesting because I, I once he gets past five, because that's where the Seahawks are at, if he gets past that, I mean, in, it's wide open for trade-up season. I mean, he yeah. is definitely a guy that anybody should be going after because the talent is just enormous. Yeah, I mean, if something is gifted like that to you, the Lions could take him, the Falcons could take yeah. him. I mean, the Bears yeah, were talking yeah. about taking a QB. Tennessee, if Houston managed to walk out of this draft with Will Anderson and Anthony Richardson, I think that town would would be running circles of jubilee. It would be one of the craziest. I mean, we would just be penciling in Houston Super Bowl 2025. Like, it would be bananas if they ended up with both of them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's crazy because I thought for a little bit there was a sprinkle of hope that Anthony Richardson may go number one overall, and now for him not even be going in the first five picks, is. I mean, that seems to be the the – consensus which just seems crazy to me but vegas you know they always have their their finger on the pulse of these things so they do but you know as smart as they are and as smart as nfl teams are and stuff i do think there is there has to be just a little bit of playground pickup basketball game attitude and if you see anthony richardson you're like that guy's my pick that guy right there he's he's my guy and i feel like you have to do that at some point i think you're right about that Okay, I'm gonna be okay, man. <laughs> Dude, my dog is on fire right now. Um, all right, last question I have before we get into the draft picks. Uh, currently, against Josh's best wishes, the Atlanta Falcons are favored to take Bijan Robinson with their number one pick at number eight. He's plus 200 right now on DraftKings. Joe, are we gonna win a fireball bet against Josh, or is this just kind of a Vegas trying to take people's money? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, I mean, Atlanta ran, you know, they threw the ball 44% of the time last year. Arthur Smith wants to run the ball. I mean, Desmond Ritter's, from what we've seen, a Marcus Mariota 2.0, Marcus Mariota light. So, Bijan makes his team competitive immediately, and I want to see it. It has to happen. Yeah, so what's interesting about this is I've heard rumors about this as well is that Arthur Smith wants to turn this into Tennessee Titan light, like where they could potentially draft him and use him in a Derrick Henry role. Interestingly enough, Derrick Henry didn't go until the second round, which is hilarious looking back, uh, especially with like Clyde Edwards, Alaire going in the first round, Derrick Henry doesn't go until the second round, but I do think that, you know, that could be the direction they go. Would that piss everyone, including me, off in the fantasy community? Sure, sure would, because that means that the pass catchers there are going to be further buried. Kyle Pitts is not was not brought there to pass block. I'm just saying, he was not brought there to pass block. We both know that. Drake London was not drafted in the top ten last year to be a pass blocker or a run blocker either. So. I don't know why they would go that direction, but I get that Arthur Smith might be thinking that way. It would only make sense that they've taken, like I had said, the best tight end of a class, the best wide receiver of a class, the best running back of a class this year, and then next year get the best quarterback in the class. Like that seems to be the direction they're heading. Exactly why your theory is 100% correct. Is the Johnny Smith going to Atlanta? Because in Tennessee, he had Johnny, Corey Davis, and Derrick Henry. 
And I think he's trying to replicate that. Corey Davis, obviously, I, I think Drake London's a little bit better than him. It's safe to say. Kyle Pitts is definitely the starter, but that is exactly what's happening. And Bijan's wearing black and red. And I am going to laugh my ass off to all these people that have been hyping up Tyler Algier for, you know, all offseason. Because that comes to an end right now. Yeah, which it's kind of depressing if you went out and made a trade for Tyler Algier thinking, well, I mean, they can't go running back, right? Like they got to do something about like the defense or the O-line or maybe even quarterback. Well, the joke was on you all along because, no, they're going to end up going running back and you're going to have to sit with a random Tyler Algier on your bench. That's never going to get used because what what would be his purpose? Because if you bring a player like Bijan in, he is not a – you know, split carries kind of guy. He is a, this is my offense. You better get out of here kind of guy. So no. I feel bad for anyone Real that quick. is holding on to those shares. Real quick. What do you think about MJD saying he would rather have Jameer Gibbs over B. John Robinson? That sounds like such a MJD thing to say. Like yeah. I can see how he would enjoy watching Jameer Gibbs game over B. Yeah. John Robinson's game, but like, come on, man. <laughs> like, I read what that are we doing line and I'm like, yep. Yeah, feels about right. Okay, well, we're going to end this podcast with a couple of good bets that I've noticed. Um, I'll go first, Joe. You can we kind of go back and forth with this. The first pick that I think is a smart bet. This is all on DraftKings. Well, I don't know. Yours might not all be on DraftKings, but mine are. Uh, The first pick that I have is under pick six and a half for Jalen Carter. It's currently plus 115. Here's the thing. I get the off the field issues that I'm not, nobody's trying to dismiss anything like that. And I get how some people have moved him down the board because of that. I think we've gone too far, Joe. Uh, He was projected to be potentially the number one pick before the quarterback started getting boosted up. And now he would go at seven. That sounds insane to me. I think if anything, somebody might trade up to get him at number five or six, Seattle would be absolutely foolish not to take him at that position um, either. I think Jalen Carter is the best player in the draft. I don't know why he would go the, like last this long unless those character concerns are really that big of a deal. But football-wise, this would be stupid for him to get past seven. So I'm taking the under on that. Six and a half is a very high number for me. Yeah, I can't remember uh, who said it, but they, they were saying Jalen Carter is the best defensive prospect to come out in the last decade. I could absolutely see it. He his game is Seattle's going to take him. There's there's no way Pete Carroll gives a flying shit about that uh, off the field incident, especially when he's in the the twilight of his career right now. He wants to win, so he's getting uh, Jalen Carter. That is lock it in right there. I agree. All right, Joe, what do you got? So I got a couple here that are that are pretty interesting. So. Uh, Nolan Smith is plus 140 uh, to be taken under, uh, or sorry, before the 14th pick. And okay. he's also plus 140 to be taken in the top 10. So you could double up there because when Philly selects him, uh, you'll be laughing all the way to the bank there on that one. Yeah, I, like I mean, Philly, right? I was going to say, I like that quite a bit. Like, I think, like, I still think the – the people as a whole, even like the draft community as a whole, is still kind of down on him. But it's like, go watch the tape. Like the the crazy combine he had with the speed that he had wasn't a fluke. Like that is the player that he was. He got injured. I mean that that's a fluke thing. But and we were all kind of wondering what would he look like when he came back for the combine, and he had one of the best combines I can remember. So 
yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think he is still being undervalued. That is that yeah, he's he's gonna go earlier than that. I, I think. just think I, if you put Nolan, Reddick, and Sweat on the same line, plus Jordan yeah. Davis clogging up the middle, there's no one's getting by them. That's exactly that's yeah. No, it, it it would be silly for them to end up with him because I mean it's just a really good pick. So yeah, no, good pick, Joe. Um, all right, this is kind of piggybacking off of a pick we had or we talked about earlier. Um, currently, Bijan Robinson to go in the top 10 of the NFL draft is plus 120. Look, if you believe in the Atlanta Falcons theory that we kind of laid out earlier, if you do believe in the Eagles potentially being involved with him, I think they would be silly to go after Bijan, but they could do it. Um, but either one of those guys, that that's that's pick eight, that's pick 10. If you think either of those guys or those teams are going to go after him, then plus 120 for Bijan to go in the top 10 is just easy free money. So I think that is a good bet to at least hedge a little bit. I mean, if you're going, if you think he's going to go on the outside, just in case you're wrong, you, you want a little money off of it. So I think that Bijan going in the top 10 is a good pick, especially at plus money. Yep. I like that a lot too. We pretty much just nailed it down. So might as well put the money on it on that. Um, all right. So the other one that I want to double up on right here is, who will be drafted earlier? Drew Sanders, linebacker, at minus 150, or Jack Campbell at plus 120. Even though DraftKings has their first linebacker selected odds as Jack Campbell minus 115 or Drew Sanders at 130. So they kind of hedge their bet there, but I would double up on the Jack Campbell being the first pick there. I think he is a stud of a linebacker. Drew Sanders yeah. has all the athletic traits. And Mace, I love you to death. Your analysis is absolutely correct, but I do think Jack Campbell is the better linebacker and one that teams will covet a little bit more. I I agree completely. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of word out there that Jack Campbell could sneak his way into the back end of the first round. Um, yeah, no, I think you're I think you're dead on there, and I think that could be easy money. He has um, no holes in his game, from what I've seen. I think you're right about that. Plus, is it just something about those Iowa guys? Um, yeah. Just thanks, man. You know, I appreciate it. Exactly, we're, Joe. We're a bunch I, of good I, folk, you know. You really are. You really are. Okay, the last one I have uh, pulled up is about tight ends. They currently have head-to-head Michael Mayer versus Dalton Kincaid. Which one's going to get drafted first? And Dalton Kincaid is currently plus 100 to go first. I personally think that he's going to be used a lot more than Michael Mayer. I know that there's a lot of people out there that say the Green Bay Packers are going to go after Michael Mayer with the 17th pick, which would leave Dalton Kincaid getting drafted afterwards. But I just, Joe, and I know you hate him, but I just refuse to believe that Green Bay would be that silly. I just yeah, do. I, I, I think that's that actually they won't one of go the, tight end. That's actually one of the bets that I had pulled up was that Green Bay is not going because they're plus, what is it, plus 190 to go tight end first. They're, yeah. No. They're they're going edge or you know I mean they're probably going to lose the wide receiver even I right. would believe wide yeah, receiver wide, before I'd believe yeah. tight end like I just Offensive don't see line. how yeah I it's, just don't see how yeah, they end up with no a tight end in the first round when there's not bad tight ends in the second and third round which yeah. probably do the same amount of goods I mean I bet they can get Darnell going, Washington going in the second. I think he goes in the first. I just think he's going to be in that because the thing is, is if they really are, if they're dead about Quentin Johnston in the first round, then that means that they're all off on receivers in the first round. And Dalton Kincaid is a better receiver than some of these receivers in this draft. And you're getting a potential pass block six, five guy. That's going to be a massive target out there. 
I could just see him being picked up in that like 28th pick and then Michael Mayer dropping to day two. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo could could definitely use him. The Saints, even though I'm a huge Jawan Johnson guy right now, that, that would make a lot of sense, too. Um, and it's just who gets drafted earlier. So even if they do fall to day two, both of them, like still a potential that somebody early in the round two picks up Kincaid before Mayer. Like I, I could see a chance where both there's no tight ends in the first round at all. And they just load up on, you know, whatever defense for some reason. But very interesting. Very, very interesting. No. No, that's why right, Joe. I got I got two more. Um, okay. on there. One, one's for fun, so we can just glance over. This one's kind of fun, too, but Mr. Irrelevant is either going to be a defense or punter or offense or kicker, both at minus 115. I am putting on my offense or kicker bet because a punter has never been chosen, and that slices the odds in the favor of the kicker. So, boom. So, that's the offensive player, right? Yeah. Is that the one? That's kicker. Okay. I was thinking about this. I don't know if you happen to see the story, but I just happen to see a glancing. Uh, there was a player that was going to get drafted in the rounds like five or six uh, that was in a car accident, actually, and it was a pretty bad car accident. He got hit by a, a drunk driver, and my thinking is that maybe he ends up, if that dropped him off of people's boards, that maybe some team makes him Mr. Irrelevant just like you know to kind of honor him. So awesome like ticket. that kind of I think goes that goes along with what you're thinking here with a kicker or an offensive player because there's a chance that that receiver gets taken in that spot if he if not drafted earlier he might get drafted earlier I don't know but if he doesn't yeah. he could end up being Mr. Irrelevant rather than being completely undrafted yeah I like that thought man I like so that thought. I definitely think as like a, a good faith thing that that could be uh, something they do. okay I had one more fun on one I do it once here oh yeah so this one is for our buddy Josh. So DraftKings has a really fun one, and it is Stetson Bennett draft odds. Yeah, so I saw that one. In the first round, it's plus 10,000, second plus 6,000, third round <laughs> plus 2,000, fourth round plus 750, fifth round plus 450, sixth and seventh round both plus 350, and undrafted is the favorite at minus 105. So I guess um, – should we just put $100 of Josh money on the first round? Since I, guess, I guess so. Since he, he thinks he's still going to end up in the first round, I guess we'll just put, you know, yeah, why, why not? Let's put $100 on it. Let's win $10,000 because Josh thinks he's going to go in the first round like against that would all be odds. Pretty epic. On that one, um, so. That's, yeah, I, I saw that's one. I am going to make you, when you make your trip across the river uh, to go to the farmer's market, Make sure that Josh gives you his pick for that because I want to see yes. how that works out. I definitely will. Okay, well, that's all we got for this week. Just had to get some draft thoughts out there. We have we've had a lot. I haven't done one of these episodes in a while, which has been unfortunate. Joe has been Mister Busy all over the, the world right now, so he hasn't been on this episode in a minute. So I'm glad we were able to get this one out. Um, Follow the socials, everyone. You got OP at OP Joe two E's on Twitter. You got me at Ombre Vendor. You got uh, next week we're going to be doing a draft live stream on YouTube. We're going to be watching the first round of the NFL draft. I know for sure it's going to be me, Jordan, and Joe. I don't know who else. Josh says he's going to pop in. He's going to be at a rehearsal dinner for a wedding, so I really doubt he's going to be able to actually do much from that, but he seems to think he's going to be able to live stream in. I doubt it. 
but it will for sure be us three, and we're going to be having a good time and talking through chat, talking through the picks, give an instant reaction. We have a blast every year. We usually make fireball bets and shots and stuff during the draft, so it's always been a lot of fun. I won my fireball bet I get made against myself last year where I thought Kayvon Thibodeau was not making out of the top five picks, and he didn't. I count that one yeah. as a dub. So that was, anyway, I mean, coming the fireball bet against yourself was epic. I make one every year. This year, I mean, I'm not going to lose. I made it back in November when uh, PFF had Tanner McKee uh, in pick 12. And I said, he doesn't go in the first round. I'll take 10 fireball shots if he goes in the first round. Feeling pretty good about it right now, Joe. Uh, I'm praying he does now just to watch you slam 12 Uh, fireballs. Yeah, that's a pretty – that would be a pretty tough beat on my end if Tanner McKee ends up in the first round of the draft. But I was so, like – blown away in my mind that he they had him in the first round. I was like, how much money is the McKee family paying the PFF to put him up there? Because he is not that guy. And he wasn't. And he isn't. So I don't think that's going to happen. But he's so efficient. <laughs> feels like it. Anyway, Joe, you got any final thoughts? And get us or if if not, get us out of here. Yeah. Uh enjoy the week leading up to the draft. Enjoy all the crazy ass news cycle that's gonna be upon us. Um you're going to hear a lot about these uh, candidates and players, if you will, to move them up, down, move up. So keep your pulse on that. It's going to be fun to watch. And we will see you on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. So double down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.